Welcome to the Daryl Perry Podcast. This evening, I have Brett on the line with me. Brett, how's it going, man? Doing pretty well. It's a nice night here in Maryland, so can't complain too much. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, got a number of things that we're going to get into. Uh, one, this is Becoming Brett on Instagram for you guys that are not familiar with him. And um, one thing that you're going to be hearing me talk a lot about is the Becoming More podcast, which is something that you've recently started. And as of right now, guys, while you're listening, I want you to go into the show notes. I actually have Brett's link tree linked up. And this is one of the first these are the first two links that you're going to see is both the Apple and the Spotify. So whatever you're listening to right now, whichever platform, go ahead and subscribe to his podcast. And then there's a whole other slew of interviews that you've done. So uh, if, if they don't like, if, if they listen to this and they're like, we want more, we want more Brett, there's plenty more that we can, uh, that we can send them. Oh, yeah. There's, there's, there are plenty. Yes. Yes. So, and, and the other thing, and I thought this was, uh, we, we were talking about doing these podcasts and you're just casually like, well, yeah, um, I'm, uh, we've got a baby coming in like a week. So, uh, you know, you and I scheduled our podcast and, uh, man, you, you've got a lot going on right now. It's, it's gotta be crazy there for you. It's, it's honestly like not too bad. Um, cause we kind of are where we're at, like we're just waiting now, uh, a few about in March, this is now June, but in March, it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just prepping and all that. So, yeah. So now, now you're just playing the waiting game. It's like the calm before the storm. It's a, yeah. Yeah. Just a few days, just about a week. <laughs> yep. Um, so let's, yeah, well, let's go ahead. Um, we will definitely touch on everything that you've done as far as weight loss, but I mean, you, you they're, they're what I really have enjoyed with, you know, you and I going back and forth and we've been connected on social media for a while, but we really kind of started talking within really the last week or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got a lot of different interests and a lot of, of different things that you've done. So I kind of want to touch on all of it, but let's, um, let's start in childhood. Just kind of give us a, a little bit of background on, uh, on who you are and uh, where you're from. Well, I'm born and raised in Reading, Pennsylvania, <clears throat> um, and you know, 37, so been around a little bit. Uh, <clears throat> um, so big as so as far as weight, big as I can, I was big as almost all my life. Um, but uh, I have like two brothers, sister, parents are um, they they've been separated, divorced for like since I was like five. So yeah. I always had like kind of two Christmases, two Thanksgivings, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I, I was like growing up, I wasn't like a really, I wasn't popular. I was very shy. So like, I, you know, you hear about other fat guys that say, oh, I, I always took the venom out of people when they would sting me. So I, cause I always make fun of myself first, not me <laughs> uh, at all. Um, so I, you know, growing up and all that, I didn't have a ton of friends. I'd like, you can count them on like a f- two hands at most. Um, and then as I got older and like got, you get kind of more confident and all that, um, started to make friends of common interests, especially like moving outside of where I grew up and all my life yeah. really helped that because yeah. I had like, they didn't know me at all. Like they had no idea who Brett was. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so yeah. So, so doing that, um, I also have like, a, I went to Penn state. I have a bachelor's degree in information security, a master's from another school and also information security. I work in information security. Um, yeah. big, big shocker there, right? Uh, and then I've been doing this weight loss stuff for like the last three years. Uh, there's a whole long story for that. Um, but, you know, and when you mentioned my podcast, like I just, I really, I was like debating for a while if I wanted to start a podcast, like, because I, I heard, you know, our mutual friend Gormy talk about 
how many times he tried to start the podcast and just it took him like a year to really start yeah. it. And I had one before that was focused on movies. And I was just like, do I really want to do that again? Um, Zoom makes it super easy. Yes. But, um, but you know, it was just one of those things where I'm like, I, I really want to like give back to the community that's given me a lot. So that's why I started the podcast recently. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like a really quick overview of my, of who I am. Yeah, yeah no, I, well, and, and that gives, that actually gives us a lot of, of, of places to go. And one thing that you said that I, um, you mentioned how a lot of, of, bigger guys will say, okay, well, you know, I would, I would make myself the punchline before somebody else could. And what you said is I wasn't like that. And I can tell you from when people would say stuff to me when I was a child, like when I was a kid, I wouldn't make the joke either. I would internalize it. And yeah. that was, it, it was, it was tough. And I kind of like, is that kind of what you did too? Like, you, Oh you, yeah, for sure. I, I internalized it and I ate. Cause, yeah, because because I, I um like I, I had like I said I had a few friends that I was close to, but for the most part I wasn't like part of the popular crowd and I wasn't um you know, so I had a lot of kids that just would be kids and 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 not yeah. realize what they're doing, um and, and you know I I just never and I didn't have like the quick like I, I have much better timing now when I when right. people say things to me, right. uh but you know at ten years old when you get called a fat ass like yeah. Like, like what, what 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 do you say? Like if if you don't if you don't know quick enough to come back with something, I mean I even had like my brother's three years younger than me and we would fight all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's what yeah. happens. But yeah. even then, like I still wouldn't with other people like get into like spar like verbal sparring with it because it just wasn't wasn't me. Yeah, yeah, no, I I understand, and and the other reason because like when you said that, and that's the benefit again. Another shout out to Zoom. Um, I could see on on, on your face mm-hmm. and like. I, I, I know that feeling. I remember it. And, but you said something else that's really important too, which is, you know, you got out of your, you got out of where you grew up and then you got to meet people. And it kind of took some of the pressure off because again, like you said, they didn't really like, they didn't know you. And, you know, I was having a conversation, um, somebody this weekend that was talking about, uh, when, when people were teasing them when they were, were kids and how this stuff, like, it'll still like trip in your mind sometimes as an adult. But I think the more important thing here is that, you know, yes, that stuff happened as a kid, but you know, you stepped out of your environment and you were able to, to, you know, eventually start handling things differently. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing. You, you hear that a lot that guys will use that at the, like they'll make themselves the punchline or, you know, I'll, I'll say it before somebody else can say it to me, but that's not how all of us dealt with it. Um, yeah, yeah, and and just to add to that, like you know, so many, so many times, like I would, I would hear it, and then I, I, it would even be sometimes like some, some stuff would happen so fast I wouldn't even catch it, like mm-hmm. you know, um, I remember, this was late, this is later, this is like I was like in my early twenties, I went to, like what we used to like, wrestling show, <laughs> I was like Monday Night Raw in Philly, yeah, yeah. and somebody, somebody like pointed at me and yelled, he's pregnant, as we we're leaving, and I didn't even catch it, and then my friend's girlfriend did, and she like, yeah, <laughs> she like curse them out but and yeah. i was just and i i didn't even catch it and then i was like it's not even worth it like what's even the point like I, I, I and that's some of the time it's just like what's the point because like what am i gonna do i'm gonna go like get in a fight with them I, that's not beneficial to me either at the same time it, yeah and i mean i and it and it does happen as an adult too and you know i know um you and i talked a little bit about my cp when i was on your podcast but i remember i was leaving i was leaving a concert and I, I was probably, I was in my twenties. I was, I was probably 21, 22. And there was this group of people, like there was this car that drove by and they were like making noises and stuff like, you know, like 
retarded noises, mental retardation noises and stuff. And like, I looked back at them first and they were just like laughing at me. And then I like, I, I kept walking and then they drove by again. And like, they're literally hanging out of the car doing this. And I'm still like, but it's the same thought you had. I'm like, I'm not going to get in a fight with them over this, but yeah. you're like in your head, you're just like, seriously. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I mean that, that stuff happens and it's just like, Oh, you, you just, some people, man, you just, yeah. you don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, but you, you, um, before we get into the weight loss story, I do want to, you mentioned how you've done a podcast before and you're thinking at this time, well, do I really want to get back into this stuff? Um, describe kind of what one, you you mentioned the format, which was movies, but just like the setup of doing a podcast then kind of versus now and and just kind of how much easier. Well, so back then there was no, there were no distribution platforms. So you had to go to each outlet and submit your podcast for their out. Now, mostly it was just iTunes. Mm-hmm. and geez, I don't even know, maybe Pandora. I don't even think, I just say iTunes. All right. Yeah. Um, but iTunes, you just submit an RSS link and you had to figure out how to do that. Cause there was no like easy way. Right. Um, and I don't even remember how I did it, but eventually I got in some emails with Apple support to get on their RSS to get it submitted. Um, you know, well, and you also had a website and create an RSS link cause you didn't have it created for you by like, I use captivate.fm but there's so many versions, right? Um, so you had, to, you had to create one on your own website. So I had like the filmjury.com or yeah, that's what I had the filmjury.com and I created an RSS feed and then I put the link, gave the link to Apple and then I submitted like the artwork and all that stuff and like, you know, creating all that. That's just the submission. Yeah. Then it was the actual producing of the podcast. So there was no Zoom. Right. Skype. We used Skype and then I had, a rec- I had two pieces of software that I used to record my side and their side because i was getting whatever came through the headphones yeah yeah. and a lot of times what was coming through the headphones would would come because i had a yeti at the time yeti mic oh yeah and the blue yeti and it would it would pick up what was in the headphone it would pick up the headphones like this like these headphones like i had bose noise canceling headphones at the time and it would pick up the headphones in so i would hear it constantly i hear my own stuff like uh i'd hear the echo from my co-host talking yeah as he's talking but like yeah. just delayed like yeah. a sec like a half a second yeah. so it was just not not the best audio quality and then on top of that was editing because i'd edit because we'd have top we'd keep half we wouldn't have it be like live to tape like i have my show now is live to tape basically yeah and yeah. like i'm sure yours is mostly right yeah and so i'd have to go back and edit so if we had and we had like the longest shows like they were like two hours sometimes and like i'd have to go back and, and i was on editing on an audacity or garage band yeah and i'd have to edit for like two hours at least probably four and then i'd put it up and you know get and then we'd like get some i'd do some artwork in like gimp because it was too cheap to for photoshop and yeah. and photoshop then we didn't have a subscription fee every month it was like you paid 300 dollars for photoshop or you get a pirated version which i don't do yeah so it was all that and then yeah although my friend did have an in with one a very famous podcaster and radio host out of chicago yeah. it was a comic show and i can't think john suntress is his name and he actually got on his podcast to promote our podcast oh wow yeah. now we didn't get a lot of we didn't get a lot out of it because it, this guy also has like a three hour four hour podcast and we were towards the it was like hour three of it yeah. but you know it was still kind of cool to hear like our podcast mentioned on this show right 
Well, yeah, because it's kind of like, and by the way, as we're talking about, mentioning at the end is the absolute worst thing you mentioned throughout. So again, guys, if you're not subscribed to the Becoming Better podcast, hit the link tree right now and subscribe. Becoming more. Becoming more. What the hell? What did I say? You said becoming better. That was almost the name I was going to go with. Becoming more. Yes, becoming more. And and yes, this will be, good Lord. Um, But yeah. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, go ahead and, and subscribe now. And, you know, but the it's an interesting thing actually being able to, um, you know, hear your name, like, because then even though podcast was just kind of like a little bit of a niche, you have this one big podcaster saying your name and you're like, oh my gosh, we've made it. And then you're right. Like you might get a little bump in exposure, but it's not, it's never what you would initially think that something like that would bring. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. And, 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 and you know, it, we, we, we lasted for a little while, but then schedules got tight and you know we stopped we went up we stopped we went on a hiatus and then we just never came back and then i almost i almost brought it back and i was like eh, uh like three years ago and then right when i, when I started my journey i was like eh, i don't know if i really again it was like i don't know if i really want this and then there's like so many movie podcasts and punditry out there and youtube shows and so i was like i don't really know that what i would do would bring a good like i would bring something monumental to it and then it just you get lost in the noise too and it's actually funny though because one podcast i used to listen to a lot was this one called the top 10 show and our podcast actually had a top 10 show element in it yeah like where we did we, we basically did every week we did a different format and which was a terrible idea if you do a podcast you want the consistency yeah but that was you know you live and you learn and we did a top 10 show once every once a month and I was like, we were doing this before they were doing it. And I was, I was like, it was a good idea. Like these guys have, I mean, they're in Hollywood, so they have more, they're actors and stuff and say more cachet, but they like literally do live shows where they do their podcast. And I'm like, yeah, that was an idea I had. Like the, the initial, <laughs> the initial nugget of that idea was like very similar to theirs. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, I was just like, yeah, would have been good. <laughs> Well, and, and I think like the really interesting thing, because the, that time back then, like you said, they're in Hollywood, they've got more production behind it. It was so much harder to produce a, a podcast than it is now. Now, like you said, you don't want to get caught in the shuffle, but we're still at kind of this weird time where people are, a lot of people are still trying to check out podcasts for the first time, like they've heard of it, but they may not really be listening. Or if you say, you know, I have a show and it's on iTunes and it's on Spotify, um, you know, people get excited about that and you can just send the link to them one-on-one. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. there's definitely a lot more podcasts than, than there were, and it's much, much easier to put them out. But, um, you know, the, the whole thing of, of like, like within weight loss, you know, you think, oh my gosh, there's so many weight loss, um, podcasts out there, but I, what I found, and I mean, you know, this from the ones that you've been on, I mean, everybody's kind of got their own different angle and, and their different story. And that lends into, um, how they, um, how, how they post their show. So, um, but yeah, let's, we, we can talk about, let's talk about your, um, your weight loss journey that you've been on and then we can go back into the podcast that you're doing right now. So let's talk a little bit about that. Okay. So where, uh, when did that, you, you mentioned that you were always kind of the bigger guy. When did you finally, when was it kind of like, this is the time for me to start doing this and, and how did it go? From there? So I'm going to take you back about 18 months before it happened. Okay. Uh, before I really started was, so this was New Year's Eve, 2016. I suffered a pulmonary embolism on the 30th, but 31st was I was in the hospital. Um, and I was there for about a week. Um, you know, just, it was a combination of, 
bad choices over many years uh, that yep. led to getting blood clot that traveled out to my lungs. Yeah. And uh, which is, you know, when you wake up, I woke, I fell asleep in my like man cave and I woke up and I went like, I'm kind of sitting right between the two spots, like 30 feet and yeah. from my couch to my bathroom. And I was like gasping for air. And I'm like, that's not normal. Even at 600, I was 623 when I went to the hospital that day. And even at that size, it wasn't normal. So, um, and then, you know, I had, I had weird, it, I've never been in the hospital that long at that, up to that point. And I, I remember like, I have two things that are still etched in my memory is one was when I was in, I went to the first hospital to, uh, and they told me that they didn't think that I could fit in the MRI machine. And that the only one that they thought I could fit in was at the zoo, which, you know, you get hit, you get hit a lot and you internalize a lot of things. And I internalized that one. Yeah. And that one was tough. Like that one was, it, it, at first, when she first said it, I didn't even like, I didn't know how to react, but the doc, and this is a doctor saying this to me. Um, and then the other one was when I went to the second, so I went from well, another hospital and then I went to Johns Hopkins, which in, is in Baltimore, which, you know, anybody knows that name. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I went there and like at that, the, the one doctor, she came in and she says, well, what let you get to this point? And she got, she gave me like the bariatric pamphlet I was like you should really check this out and i was like yeah i know and you know it's it's the thing and i was there for five days anyway so i that i say that to say so i was at 623 that was my heaviest over the next week i lost 50 pounds because of being on the diet at the hospital all that water weight and all the excess like left yeah and then over the course of the next year and a half i would like go up and down and up and down I was in like the 570s like all the time and then in March, so this was, that was like, I left the hospital January 7, 2017, March, 2018, my grandfather passed away and he was very influential in my life. And he, but like the last time I saw him was like February of that year. And he said he, he really wanted me to lose weight. And like, I still, it gets me a little choked up still. Um, Cause he always did. He wasn't heavy, but he had a lot of heavy felt a lot of heavy relatives. So, um, an ironic story is, you know, they always ask you if you have medical history in the family of anything and pulmonary embolism, I had it first and he had it second. He had it like as he was in his last months, but it's just one of those like weird things. Um, so then like he died, I was mourning and like, I didn't really do anything for a while. And then in May of that year, my wife and I went to Los Angeles for a weekend just as a trip. And we were walking around LA, stayed in Hollywood um you know walking around like the seeing the stars and all that on the hollywood walk of fame and all that um i was just tired like i was exhausted and i i just said myself that i was like i just need to i need to like fix this because it was that it was like a combination where i had to wear sweatpants because i had this like these problems with like all the excess i also had um uh in my right below my stomach i had this excess like it's called a globule it was like basically filled with like lymphatic fluid and fat after my um, blood clot, it, I, from what I was told, my lymphatic system was damaged. So I had all this pooling and it just like hung like a pendulum swinging every time I walked. Mm-hmm. Well, and with that, I couldn't wear shorts. I, I could, but I, I didn't like to wear shorts because I would sh- you'd see this like growth <sighs> coming out of the shorts the bottom of the shorts. And I was just like, uh, I don't want to do that. So I always wore sweatpants everywhere I went other than, I mean, to work, I wear jeans that were big enough, but I would wear um, sweatpants and I was in LA and in like May wearing sweatpants to like Dodger yeah. stadium and stuff. And I'm like, I don't want to do this. And, it, and some people are like, well, it's just sweatpants. 
like how bad can sweatpants be? <laughs> but when you, it's just like that constant mind, yeah. that mind F. Um, so, so then like we got back from LA and uh, it was like June of that year, got on the scale and it was 615 or a six, yeah, six, it was, it was July. So it was 615, it's like July 11th. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going back. I was like eight pounds from my heaviest. And I was like, I cannot. So I had found this like Slimming World, which was like a UK Weight Watchers. I saw yep. people on Instagram that used it and like it did well with it. So I was like, if I can do it, I can do it. And so I got on that. And um, within like my first month, I lost like, tw- I don't know, it was like 25, 30 pounds. Yeah. And then like after that, it just kept going. It went really well. And like I lost like, I mean, and then in October that year, we went to we had booked a trip to Paris and London because I wanted to go see the Eagles play at Wembley Stadium. Yeah. The Philadelphia Eagles, not the yes. band. Uh, yeah. And uh, even though actually we didn't go because things were too expensive, but we still went to the we still went to Paris and London. And, you know, I was down about 75 pounds at that point. Yeah. And even that 75 pounds, like I felt fantastic compared to like how even though it wasn't that much compared to like my original my the two weights weren't that far apart but even just like feeling a little bit better and then i lost about 100 pounds within eight nine months of starting so i lost it like in march of 2018 2019 so that's how i started that's the the overall story because i I like to give that context just because it kind of gives more of a picture than just like saying oh i started july july 2018 yeah. And, and I like that too, because that, uh, what that shows is it's not like, well, I woke up one day and this was going to be it. And you'll hear that. And sometimes that's what, what people decide. They're like, well, I'm, it's going to happen. And I mean, you know, you went up and down with it and then, you know, you, you had this entire thing where it was starting and stopping and you were, you know, you were mourning and you were, um, you know, just trying to, to figure things out. You're still trying to do this, but you're still putting weight back on. And then you're like, well, wait a minute, I'm very close to where I was at starting wise i don't want to do that you know at my heaviest i don't want to do that again and then you start working your way down um so when you now when you you actually started on your you, the journey that you're working through now how has has that been going for you um it's been also up and down um i like to say that i've lost 100 pounds twice in eight months because i lost 100 pounds in eight months and then i kind of maintained for a while because um when i mentioned that globule i uh, so I, I lost the first 100 pounds in like March of that year, 2019. And then in June, I met with a plastic surgeon to get it removed. Yeah. So I got that globule and also lymphedema in my stomach removed with a surgery called a paniculectomy. Okay. And I, so until I had that surgery, I pretty much just maintained. Like I stayed, at, I lost the 100 and I kind of stayed right around 100, 110 at most. Yeah. So I went into the surgery weighing about 510, 505, somewhere in there. And I came out of the surgery weighing 460. Uh, because of all the excess fluid and fat and all that that got removed yeah and then um so that was october of 2019 and then i was recovering so it's like they call it a male c-section and so it's a hip i have a hip to hip scar now right where my stomach ends um which is weird because i still some of these times where i feel like my old like fold and it's not there anymore but um but yeah so i have this i have this scar so um, I, rec- I was, re- I was recovering. I was off from work for a month. Um, and by January, I kind of didn't, I didn't do anything until January, like to start up again mm-hmm. of 2020. And by Jan- January 1st, I weighed like 495. So I was like, I gained 35 pounds in three months. Right. And so I, I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm not going back to 500. It was another one that was, I'm not going back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going back to 500. 
so January, I was like, I'm not going to do it. So then I slowly started losing, you know, it was pre pandemic. So I was working full time and all that. And January, February come around and I'm doing decent. Like I lost a couple pounds each month. And then by March, I was down like in the four seventies. And then we were off from work. And I'm like first uh, in mid March, uh, the first week we were off for the pandemic, like my job, uh, I can't work remotely. So we had like, um, we had a week on week off kind of thing at first. Yeah. And so the first week off, I was like, oh, I was like, well, I'm going to just go walk around the neighborhood. And I walked around the neighborhood and I slid on some mud and like tweaked my ankle. <laughs> and because yep. I, I didn't realize it was mud, I thought it was just dirt. And so I'm like, yeah. And uh, so I took it easy that week and I just started watching like Avengers movies. <laughs> and because I was like, I'll just do an Avengers marathon. Yeah. Uh, so I did that. And then I finished it, you know, then, then after that next week back to work, we were done for like two and a half months. We didn't go to work for two and a half months. Yeah. And <clears throat> I, I finished the Avengers marathon and I was like, you know, I should probably make this time more worth it. And cause I'm never going to have this time ever again. Right. Yeah. Especially now, like a week away from having being, yeah. meeting my daughter. Exactly. So, so, um, so I, I started like, I was like, all right, well, I follow these people on Instagram. They have great ideas, like what to do. And I started taking pieces from like Gourmet and, uh, John Arpino and Alex Poro and like you take you take your name I took a piece like I yep. didn't take the whole thing right. but um, I, I took a piece and I, I so I started I took like Frank lose Frank is losing weight and he, he works he walks like freaking 30,000 steps a day I was like well I can do 10 right yeah. and I just like I took different pieces and so I started walking every I tried to walk every day and doing like originally my goal was like 7,000 steps but then I was like and then I got up to 10 by May and then I was, uh, you know, trying to do like, uh, let me do intermittent fasting. Let me try and like, just like eat less frequently throughout the day, all that kind of stuff. So like April comes in April, I think I lost like nine pounds. And then May came, I lost 21 pounds. June came, I lost like 15 pounds. July, like 20 pounds. Anyway, so <clears throat> from the course of March through uh, end of August, yeah, I lost... I got down another hundred. So I had hit the 200 pound lost, which is, I know you mentioned all my links in my link tree. Well, that was a self-imposed, which is stupid, but a self-imposed like thing was, I'm not going to talk on a podcast about my weight loss. So I hit like a significant, what I thought was like air quote, significant goal. Yeah. And that was originally was going to be 300 pounds, which I still haven't hit, but I went with 200 because I remember, and I know Gourmet love. I said Gourmet's name like four times. Soon he's gonna come out from somewhere. Um, but 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 you know, I, he had hit me up like a year before this, like yeah. August of 2019. Like I lost 100, and he I had like I didn't even have 100 followers on Instagram, right? And he yeah. hit me up, and he's like, he's like, he hit me up on my he found me on my personal account, not even my becoming Brett. And he's like, he's like, I I'd really like you on on the Fat Guy Forum. I'd like you to be tell your story on my podcast. And, and I was like, I was like because i didn't expect it and it was one of those things i i mean i knew about the podcast but like these are like the people that were on it were like huge accounts and stuff and i'm like go beast to beast was on it and poro and john and all them and i'm like um okay i i i and i i said i don't think i'm quite ready and the truth was i wasn't because i lost that first 100 pounds without changing my mindset at all right hence the maintaining for that year after right so, so yeah, so that's kind of how my weight loss is gone. I mean, now I've hit about two, like 230, 240 lost. I'm kind of been yo-yoing a little bit the last month or so with, you know, we have like baby showers and Memorial Day and all that. But, but for the most part, 
getting closer to that 300 eventually. So uh, there's, there's really a few things um, that I, I think are huge and that could be super helpful for, for anybody that's working through their weight loss process or their journey. Um, you looked at what other people were doing and you took bits and pieces, but you made it fit what you were either able or willing to do. And I think that's huge. And I think when you look at, when you look at this like that, where instead of saying, okay, I have to follow one rigid way of doing it, you can say, oh, this person's doing this, this person's doing this, and you can pick out the stuff that you think is going to work for you. I, I think that's that's definitely, I mean, that's the way to go because you're building something that's more sustainable for you for the rest of, of your life. Um, we'll definitely get into, you said your mindset hadn't changed yet. And I, I before we get into that, because I think the mindset is huge, I know that's something that you're really big on. Um, what you're illustrating is this whole thing of like, you look at it in the moment and the microcosm of like the years of you trying to lose weight. And you would say that I'm not really like, I'm just not really into it yet. Or my mindset hasn't changed. But when you look at this, as this all starts to play out and we're talking like 10, 20, you know, five, 10, 20 years down the road, this is just where you were really kind of figuring this stuff out. And you get other things going on or other things on your mind, things that, prevented you at times from losing weight, things that would make you actually gain weight, but things that you eventually figured out how to work around or, you know, kind of build upon. And it really, when you look at it, it's just this really big process that's kind of a lifelong thing. You're really pretty early on in the game. Um, now, something else that you mentioned, because I've, I've, I've had a couple conversations about this. You mentioned after the surgery, you still actually felt like you know, what was there before with the skin was still there. And, you know, a lot of times when people talk about body dysmorphia, they just think of like, when you look in a mirror and you see your old self, but I've heard, like, I've heard a number of people talk about this. Like you literally, you feel your old body is there, even though physically it's not. And that, you know, is it, that messes with your mind more than, more than anything. I mean, we're, it, it, we'll talk a little bit as we kind of transition into the mindset piece of this, what are some other, like, that's a huge obstacle. If you want to talk a little bit more about that, but what are some other mental blocks that you've had or things that you've really had to work through uh, to get from where you were to where you are right now? And uh, stuff that you're still probably working so, so, so the, the, the skin thing that I mentioned was mostly, I think it's mostly nerve endings than anything. It's just yeah. like, I, I used to, so I used to, this is gross kind of, but I used to, you know, sweat a lot down there right yeah. and yeah. i would i would it would itch and i'd scratch it and that's sometimes i'll get that itch and there's nothing to scratch yeah. anymore right yeah. like yeah. I'll, I'll literally scratch what's there but it doesn't do anything right um i think it's i, I don't know what it what it is <laughs> um but but yeah so that's not too much of an obstacle because like i i really am glad i don't have that anymore <laughs> um but yeah the the biggest things are stress um, that, that, that's like, like one of the biggest is cause like I, my stress, I have two things I go for I either eat something or I chew my nails and both are bad habits. Right. Um, but, uh, so that I, I try to manage my stress a lot better. Um, sometimes, you know, you, you have deadlines at work and stuff comes up, it, you're still gonna be stressed. Like there's no, there's no easy answer for that. I try to, um, one of the things I've come across doing, cause as much as I used to hate water, like, cause I always wanted something that tasted good. And I always said water tastes terrible. Yeah. Um, it's still not my favorite thing, but I'll chug, like I'll, I have, I always have, I'll show you, I have like this bottle that you can't see yes. now, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's stupid virtual background. Um, 
so I have this bottle of water that I keep with me at my desk and like it holds 32 ounces and I'll chug like half of it at least. Yeah. And I'll chug it. And you know, sometimes that'll help me hold out, mm-hmm. but then sometimes it doesn't. And then sometimes I'm also, I'm also at the point where it, so I have like a snack meal built in at work every day and I have it, I have it prepared. And if I'm like feeling like I need something else, I'll go to the vending machine and get something else. Yeah. And I, I, I don't, I don't beat myself up about it. I don't like, like, you know, kick my ass. I, I, I don't get mad about it. I just do it because it doesn't happen often, but sometimes when it does, it does. And it's like, okay, so I traded a 250 calorie protein bar for a 300 calorie bag of pretzels or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to end my diet. It's not going to end like losing 240 pounds. It's not going to end a lot of yeah. stuff. It won't, it won't advance it, but it's not going to end it. And like, that's like, that, that, that's where like a lot of my um that's 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 a lot of the mindset change that we'll get into but i mean it might help it it might i'm just saying it it's not necessarily like when you look at a bag of doritos you're not thinking that's going to help you diet right well i here's the here's the thing because and this is when and this is where social media doesn't help with with all of this because it's very easy to look at what somebody's eating and they've got their plan that they follow. And anytime you eat something that isn't on that plan, it, it gets labeled bad mm-hmm. foods have become good or bad. And the, the problem when you start talking good or bad, putting that label on food is eventually that label goes from the, the food itself to the person that's eating it. So, you know, I've been good. I've been bad. Um, you're looking at this from a very logical perspective, which is uh, on a couple levels. One, the calorie difference between a protein bar and a, and a, and pretzels or Doritos or whatever, it's not going to be all that different. And the impact on that really in the course of your day, probably if you, if you want to get that micro on it, probably wouldn't even be that different. Definitely over the course of time, because you said you're not doing this all that often. Um, it, there's no impact. I, I think the yeah. big thing is, and th- this is the hardest thing when you talk about a mindset change, this is, I think what people have a really hard time with is just being able to make their choices and not really label them as good or bad, but more or less just observe them and move forward because you've got another one. I'm like, you've got mm-hmm. more meals that you're going to eat. You're going to decide whether or not you're going to work out. You're going to decide how you're going to manage your stress for the, for the day. Like there's so many choices. And instead of like trying to live in, in a world of absolutes that this is good or this is bad, it's really more about kind of like this sliding scale thing where instead of having a, a zero or a 10 or a 10, let's live in six and seven land and see where we can go. Yeah. Six and sevens over the course of time, are, are going to do great. So no, I, I think that's, that's actually a huge thing to point out. Yeah. And remember only a Seth deals in absolutes. You know what? I, I really, I really, really appreciate that you brought that up because I, um, we, we were talking, we were doing the when it clicks podcast yesterday with Amber, another Eagles fan. And oh, yeah, she was like, and I, we were talking about, I was saying, you know, nothing can be done in absolutes. I'm like, you see how it worked out for the Sith dude, nothing, 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 nothing. So I, I can appreciate your Star Wars reference. And yes, I want yeah. to say. And, and going back to the, the pretzel thing, because, you know, it's funny too, is a couple of years ago, if I had had like bags, like I used to take like snacks and I'd have multiple in my drawer at work. And it'd be one of those things where like I go to it multiple times a day. Right. But like today, so this, I had a bag on like Thursday and, then, and when I got it, the vending machine had one stuck. So I got two. Yeah. And the second one has been in my drawer since that day since thursday i looked at i opened my drawer today and i saw it there when i was going for something else and i was like oh forgot about that and then but i didn't i didn't go after it right like i didn't need it 
And that like, I was like, I was like, that's just another part of the mindset shift. Cause I'm like, I don't think about, like, I didn't think about it again till just now as we were talking, yeah. but, but yeah. Well, and that's another thing too, is like literally how much of this you hear about non-scale victories, but it's, it's finding victories wherever. And the fact that you had these two and how easy would it have been on, on Thursday to just been like, well, this was free. I can just have both of them. Yeah. It's it been very like, easy. Very. Yeah, you put it in your desk and, and you're still like, like every time you look at it and you're like, I don't need you, you know, it's a little victory, man. I like mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's the mindset stuff. That's what we all talk about. with it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, it's, it, and it was the mindset that was like the toughest because mm-hmm. you don't even realize at first how tough it is. Um, right. I've, I've gone from saying like, I used to say that the, this journey was like 90% nutrition and 10% exercise to being 50% mindset and then like 40% nutrition and 10% exercise. Yeah. It's just made up numbers. It's like who's line. Um, <laughs> but but it, it really is like it's, it's like you can't get over it, get over it if, if you don't have the mindset right because you can even in my case you can lose 100 pounds and still like not have the mindset right. Yeah, and, and the mindset is the really hard part with all this stuff because it goes against what we've been taught weight loss is supposed to be about. It's supposed, we're taught it's supposed to be about restriction, being good, and you know, really, really grinding it out. And what we're talking about here, and, and this is how I think sustainable weight loss really works, is you start going through this and you're in your life. You've probably tried to, you know, you try to lose weight a number of times. Oh yeah. You know, some people they'll say that it, it, it just automatically just the switch goes on one day. And I, I think that does happen. Sometimes people do just get tired of it, but more often, I think it's kind of this slow, gradual progression where you start making changes. Sometimes you revert back because we mm-hmm. all, you know, we all do that. We all quote unquote slip up or whatever. Um, but you just, you, you keep plodding along. And then eventually you kind of look back and you're like, over the, over the course of like four or five years, you're like, oh, wait a minute, look, I've done this. And then you just kind of like, you keep moving on. And then little by little stuff changes. And like you're saying right now, like you've made a mindset shift and that's, that's the hardest part I think for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's huge. And, you know, earlier when you mentioned also was, you know, people go from calling the bad food to being like, I was bad. Yeah. Like I, I have a friend who says that to me when they don't like follow their quote unquote yeah. plan that they've created oh, yeah. for themselves. Yeah. And I, and I'm, and every time I'm like, I'm like, you know, like I have like, I have quote unquote bad snacks for my snack meal. Sometimes like I have rice cakes and peanut butter. Like that's not, that's, that's not like your he- branded health food. Right? right. But, but it works within like my macros and all that stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think the, the fascinating thing when you start talking about good and bad is one different, I mean, different things work for different reasons. So like if rice cakes and peanut butter for you are satisfying enough to where it's like, Hey, it's, it's, this is better than going and, you know, getting, and, and everything's relative. And, and you try to like, you know, cause I was going to say then getting like a, a Reese cups or whatever, but mm-hmm. like, again, what are we using to compare? Like the first, the easy thing to compare about, and this really works with weight loss is okay. The calories. So just like with the protein bar at 250 and the, the um, pretzels at 300, you know, that's something you're comparing yourself against. That's not the only thing that you can compare, compare against. You can also say, okay, well, what has more sugar in it? Which has more protein? Like there's, you know, I think if you can find one thing to compare about, it's never good or bad. It's like, oh, you know, one choice and a slightly better choice. So, mm-hmm. 
and like things like that when we're you know it, it is these little things so it's like saying little things like that in your head it is like every time you look at the at the extra extra snack in your desk that you still don't need and you're like yeah it's you know taking a moment to kind of fist bump yourself and be like yeah you're sitting there i know you're sitting there i don't need to eat you um, you know, but like, it's the little things like that day to day, I think that, that really add up and really help with this stuff. Yeah. I, I always say to people, and I used to say this on Instagram a lot. I don't say this much anymore, but, um, is like small incremental changes lead to sustained results. Not even yeah. great. Doesn't even have to be great results, but usually it is, yeah. Yeah. but sustained results are like so key because yeah. if you can do it, if you can do it for any like a lengthy period of time, have more than like three weeks, like you can do it long-term. I feel like for the most yeah. part. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, and that again is counter to what, what everybody, what we see, you know, what you see is when somebody gets back on a, on a program after being off for a while and they have the dramatic loss for a couple of weeks or a couple of months and they start like really going by that scale number and they get fired up by it. But the problem with that is that eventually that number is going to slow down. And because again, like water weight and, and the initial weight loss is gone and then it's like, well, what is it that's motivating you? And if you're able to, to really focus on those small incremental changes and start seeing differences in those, the weight almost becomes a byproduct. I mean, you still weigh in however often you weigh in, mm -hmm. but it's not your main focus. You're focusing on the changes that you're making and just really taking your time and pacing yourself. Yeah. And, and I, I was just talking about this with someone else on my podcast. I don't remember which one, um, but you know, uh, a couple months ago I had hit like two, I don't know, two, two fifteen down. Yeah. or 210 and even 200 and i the same clothes that i wore then that i wear now and the weight hasn't changed that drastically like the way the clothes fit is drastic and it's just like that's just another indicator that i'm doing it right whether it might just be muscle building for all i know i don't know i'm not even i'm not gonna try to figure it out because because I, I always go back to the well you know muscle building is what, what people that are overweight always say that is happening is why they're not right. <laughs> is why the scale's not going down but i don't i don't like I hate to be like say the scale's not important because it is but it's also like not the only thing that keeps me going as much anymore like I, I want to see the number go down but i also know that i'm not i'm not getting bigger than i was in at least as far as clothes go because like my jeans are big bigger on me now my shirts are bigger on me like all that yeah and and i think you know it, this and the scale is important i mean it plays into stuff mm -hmm. for each like for for each of us the, the only thing that I ever try to get people to do, and I'm like, I don't care how often you get on the scale, but just try to look at it as a data point. Try to look at it as this is really a big lifelong experiment where, because that's really what we're talking about. Like we're running our own little experiment. We're trying little things that, you know, we test things out. If something seems to work for us and we enjoy it and it's sustainable, we'll keep it. If it's not, we'll push it to the side and try something else. And all along, yes, you are getting on the scale. You are taking progress photos. You are taking measurements and stuff it's just trying to say okay can i focus more on the process that i'm going through instead of like the outcomes which is what the scale number is but yeah. um but yeah i mean it's something and i'm glad that we've taken the time to kind of go through the mindset uh shift a little bit on this and really building um incremental sustainable change because i think if you talk about that from different ways i'm, I'm just hoping that somebody that's listening to this uh, that's been trying to lose weight and has been focusing on the scale as the main priority. And it's like, why can't I get this the stuff that we're talking about right now? This is what leads to, to, to the actual results, the real results, the ones that you can maintain. Yeah. And I, I like to tell people, cause a lot of people are worried about soda. Cause like they always want, they don't want to go with their soda. And 
I tell them, you know, you don't have to give up it entirely if you don't want to. You can just give up one, like one a day, like one yeah. can and do like water instead for that, like that one drink. Um, and and that, that can start to lead you towards less. Because I, like I said, I used to hate water. I used to drink a gallon of ice, diet iced tea every day. Yeah. And now I drink a gallon of water and I might have one glass of iced tea. Usually it's more like I have a, cause I, it's my container. So I have a swig yeah. <laughs> just, j- just for a little flavor for yeah. like a shot. Right. Gotcha. Shot iced tea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is what happens when you become a dad in your thirties, you start taking shots of iced tea. <laughs> this is what happens. This is the norm. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, well, and I think that's, and see again, like, this is how you do it. If you're drinking, if you're drinking five sodas a day, well, at first drink water in addition to your soda, because eventually if you're drinking water, one of those sodas is going to go away. Then you're drinking water and four sodas. And then eventually you find a balance. I mean, there's still people, I mean, there are people that are losing weight that are drinking, you know, regular soda a day. I don't know how much they are, but I mean, it can be done. It's all relative Mm -hmm. to how they started and where they are at the moment. Um, so, but, but I mean, yeah, I, I think what you're talking about with small incremental changes leading to um, meaningful results. And, and I like that you put on there that not necessarily huge, although that's the punchline. If people really focus on the slow building way of doing this over the course of time, they're going to end up losing more weight than they would, you know, yo-yoing on, on the, the yeah, for sure. more fixed plans. But, but I do want to go ahead. So let's, let's go ahead and transition. I do want to talk more about the becoming more podcast um so what uh what is kind of the the you know you, you said that you kind of toyed around with uh putting another podcast out what made you finally decide okay this is the time to do it and let's talk a little bit more about the form well, you know the best time to do it is when you're about to have a baby and as if work and that isn't going to be enough uh should write a book yeah yeah actually that's i, I thought about that as well mm-hmm. some people or friends of mine tell me i should so I have a whole spiel of what it's about, but really um, so far, because um, I'm early on it, early into it at this point as we're recording, mm-hmm. um, it's mostly about talking about people about their weight loss changes. So their weight loss journeys and how they've changed. And then at you on, and we also talked about, you know, a lot of other stuff and yeah. normal, the normal weight loss journey stories. But because my, my goal is to have people that have had drastic weight loss journeys, people that help people with getting those through those journeys not even getting through, but working towards their goals on those journeys. And then also the people that support them in other ways, like family members, stuff like that. Cause there's, it's like a, a whole, I have like a holistic view of it because yeah. you're on, you can be on, I've been on both. I, I've been, I, I'm a support person for people. Um, I'm also like toying with coaching and, uh, and have a beta, uh, a friend who wants to lose. And it seems like my beta test for my <laughs> trying yeah. to be a coach. How it starts. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, and then, you know, just, I, I've lost a lot of weight and I, I like to, I, I find so much inspiration for my, for myself as I, like last year when I was telling you about how I was walking all the time, I listen to a lot of these podcasts and I hear people's stories and I'm just like, man, that's like incredible. Like some of these stories and like, I, I would wind up reaching out to people and it's like, I use the show notes and all these podcasts and I would reach out to people on Instagram and be like, Hey, I really like, loved your story i really inspiring and like we become friends and like one guy even had the same surgery i had we had it about a month apart yeah. and uh and i'm and he was on my podcast recently too so it's just it's just being able to be another avenue for people to tell their story get their story out there have people hear it 
yeah. people that might not listen to podcasts because they like follow me, right? Because yeah. I mean, I had somebody that reached out to me after they heard mine and they said that I don't usually listen to podcasts, but I listen to yours and it was like really touching and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and and so that, that's my goal is just to reach more people that don't hear or or like in the case of one of my friends on Instagram, they've never told their story and they're telling it, they're going to tell it to me because we're friends. Like we were friends like for a year or so before I ever had a podcast. That's cool. And I feel like getting other people, getting new stories out there from different perspectives and different backgrounds, you you might reach other people that haven't that have something similar. So, and, and might and might help other people start a journey of some kind, whether it's weight loss surgery, not weight loss surgery, you know, keto, paleo, take your pick, go, <laughs> um, you, you know, whatever. I, I I don't. It doesn't matter to me because, like like I said earlier, I I. Took pieces from everything even though i'm not strictly one thing or another exactly exactly and i i think that's that that is really the, the nice thing when you have an interview format when people are just going on to share their stories because you could literally identify with somebody because of of their career path or whatever you could i really want to follow everything that they do to the t or you might take one thing out of this particular podcast or this one particular story then take a couple other things from somebody else's and, and do your own thing. I mean, but yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think it's, and I like that you're having people on that support people that are, are trying to lose weight because I think, I, th I think that's a perspective again, that you don't hear as often. Uh, and I think that's, I, I think that's huge. Now, as far as the, the coaching, the coaching I think is great because um, really anytime that you're helping somebody else kind of, figure this stuff out as long as you're somebody that's a little bit further along in that. Well, that's, I guess, usually further along in that process, then, you know, you can be a coach. Like you're, you're, it's, it's all about the intent and, and, you know, how, how you're really wanting to see somebody succeed. Um, but yeah, the way you're doing it, that's, that's pretty much how coaching I think starts for a lot of folks, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I think, I think the podcast, I, I like the format. I know you've been crushing the, I mean, you've been doing a ton of interviews and um, just as of, as of right now, the, the last one you recorded, when is that going to one going to be set to come out? The last one I recorded um, isn't coming out till October <laughs> and it's June 1st. And these are, these are once a week, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I've recorded, let's see, 17 so far. Okay. And I'm recording another five this week. <laughs> and for perspective, you and I talked, you and I talked last week on Friday. I think I was in August. <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah, you were, uh, you're, you're mid-August. Yeah. So I have yeah. a couple, so I'm kind of like, um, so for this, I, I really feel like a lot of podcasts, um, cause I mean, some are geared towards men, some are geared towards women. And I, I really want to have both on yes. the podcast. So I've been kind of mixing up the order. So I have women every couple episodes because I, like I feel like I'd rather not have a sausage fest for like 10 weeks straight. Yeah. And then also like, um, I kind of want to put in, I have some people that don't have a large following too. Cause I, that what Gormy did with me when he reached out to me meant a lot to me. Yeah. And, it, and I always said that he would be the first one to do as a guest. And then when I created this podcast, he was also the first one I'm going to do with a podcast. Yeah. Cause yeah. it meant it seriously meant a lot. I don't, I don't even know if he knows that, but it, I think I kind of told him that once, but it, it really didn't because it like when I was in, I wasn't in a dark place, but I was like, not like confident that I was going to be able to keep going at that point. Right. right. And those kind of things pump you up. Um, but yeah, so, so, so I, I kind of mixing, mix and matching as I go. And yeah. then 
I also with my my show as well. Um, I want to every now and then do an episode that's not related to anything weight loss. So like have stuff like when NFL season rolls around, like the week before, have like an NFL roundtable kind of thing, or have like a I don't know pro wrestling talk or something. Just something like that kind of shift away for a week. I, I will tell you, I would I would be up to be on either one of those or both. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah, because um, yeah, I, f- I feel like, and that's, I left this out of when I described. So in every episode, I also like to know about a hobby or interest of each guest that is not weight loss related, because I feel like so many episodes, you get to know all about somebody's weight loss, but you don't really know about the person sometimes. Like you yeah. hear about their journey, but you don't hear about like what makes them tick or like when I gave you the context of my weight of what's made me start, right? So you don't hear all that all the time. You just hear the numbers and the progression and like what we're doing and I know where we want to go. So I like to, I like to, and I've had stuff from like, so I've had like Marvel, DC, Star Wars, which are, I knew they were coming. Uh, And then, um, and then uh, we did pro wrestling, did making and flying kites. That's a good one. Yeah. And, and like, and it was other things like that, but it was just like, it, it's, it's a vast array. And it's like, you learn something different and yeah. you can like, and you can also be like, Hey, this person likes something I like. Yeah. I didn't know. Maybe I didn't know. Uh, if, if, if you, if you follow John Arpino, you don't know he likes pro wrestling. Well, <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's the, yeah, you can't, uh, that's, he yeah. lives <laughs> but, but, but maybe, you know, he's, hasn't been on yet. I haven't recorded with him yet. I'm recording this week with him but maybe there's some other interest that he's going to mention. I don't know, but, yeah. but yeah. So I, like I said, I just, I just feel like it, sometimes you're missing that touch of the, per, of like some other aspect of the person's personality other than weight loss. So, and I, I think those are the, especially when people are in the weight loss community, I think those things outside of weight loss are where you really connect with somebody because you're right. We all hear the same, like the, the weight loss part of it, but I can guarantee you if somebody's listening to this and they're interested in kites and they hear that kite story, like that's going to be the person that they, they, they will DM that person straight away while, mm-hmm. while the, they're listening to the conversation. But I, I think that stuff, I, I mean, that's, that's really what all this stuff on social media is about. I think, I mean, you, weight loss is, is one common thing, but I think when you can find other things, stuff that people really geek out about, um, I think that's, that's the, uh, that's the biggest part of it. Oh, for sure. Um, now you mentioned, yes, we, we had a wonderful conversation about pro wrestling, um, and we talked about Star Wars and we talked about some other, other stuff too. Uh, I do have a question uh, for you. I've not prepped you for this. I want to I know your top three wrestlers of all time in order. In order. In order, yes. Okay. So number three is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay. Which is, I mean, there's no need to go beyond that. Number two, and this is tough. Yeah. Number two is Shawn Michaels. Okay. I don't know why. I, I always liked, I, I think it was the, when he was in the Rockers and he had the tassels everywhere, kind of like Warrior. Yeah. But, yeah. But, but not crazy. Um, and then number one, Sting, but specifically Surfer Sting. Because yeah. yeah. he was my favorite as a kid. I'm, I like Crow as well, but, you know, Surfer Sting was just like perfect. And, you know, it really it floored me. So November of 2019, they had this convention called StarCast. Yeah. which was like a pro wrestling convention. I'm familiar. Yeah. They had it in Baltimore. I live in Baltimore. Yeah. And yeah. that weekend, my wife and I got tickets to see Elton John in Philly. And Sting oh, was going to be there in Baltimore in his surfer Sting garb. And I was like, you got to be 
effing kidding me because yeah. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. go because I was going to be out of town. Yeah. It was just one of those ultimate, like, man, like, like I can't believe like the one time of all the weekends, any other weekend he picks, like I would have been there. And, and that one, I feel like, because I, I actually remember hearing the advertisement for that because I think that was, that had to have been, that had to be Bruce Pritchard's podcast that, that I heard the ad for. Yeah, yeah, because, uh, yes, Conrad Thompson runs Conrad them all. Thompson's so, team. yeah, he, he it was his show. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, I was just, um, yeah, sur- Surfer Sting, which I always, I thought he, I, I know a lot of people would say, oh, that he, you know, he was, he was their version of Hulk Hogan. Now, I, I liked, I liked that version of Sting. I actually like you, I liked that more so than, than uh, the crow sting because I, I thought that was too much of a ripoff of the crow. Well, well, also the crow didn't pay off. Like it didn't it didn't pay off in the story of the crow because after he like beat Hogan and all that in '97. Yeah. And they had like shortly in the '98 when he joined the Wolfpack, he's basically back to the surfer sting, but without with the stupid face, with not having the face paint. Like he was basically the same guy again. He wasn't the creepy crow sting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the the buildup with crow sting was 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 crazy because he was just up in the rafters all the time like and mm-hmm. one, one moving then he finally came down to the ring um but yeah they and by the time that's the whole thing when you had yeah the by the time the wolfpack came in it was like yeah the nwo thing was kind of it, it was, I, I will say i like the wolfpack music it's one of my yeah. favorites <laughs> it, it definitely uh it, it definitely yeah it <laughs> Because I, I don't know about you, but when I was a teenager and I got, so I was out of wrestling for a while and then I got back into it in 98 and I didn't know about the NWO. Like I didn't watch when the NWO happened, DX, any of that. And then I started watching, I started going to Blockbuster every weekend and like renting pay-per-views over like for, so I could eat like in sequence. So I would know what was going on. Yeah. And then I remember I, I started doing the thing where I would go on the websites and like back then websites were in their infancy. True. And you could easily find links. You could figure out the path of the link. I was into web design a bit. I could figure out the path of the links to download themes from like WWF.com, WCW.com. So I would download like their entire music library on my computer. It would take me forever because it was like, I, I don't know if we had, I, I think we we're still dial up, but we were like 56K and uh, it would take me forever to download, but I would download them. And I had like the Wolfpack and like the NWO music and um yeah, because I was that I was that nerd. And that's when you would that's when you would burn the CDs and you would have the CD player in your car, and it was either the CD player that hooked up to the um, to the lighter, or if you were really fancy, you had one of the CD players that had the detachable face because people would steal those things out of cars. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My, mine got stolen once yeah. when I forgot when I left the face in. Yeah, that's yeah. You could never leave the face in, and you could never leave your book of CDs, of burnt CDs, on. The, no, no, no. We we actually found out one of our old books of burnt CDs the other week when we cleaned out our basement. And I was like, Jesus, <laughs> I, I, I I just threw it out. I was like, I was like, these. I mean, I kept the, I kept the few that were actual CDs, but the ones yeah. that were just burnt. I'm like, yeah, we're not gonna listen to these. Right. We have like Spotify and YouTube. How and- that's that's one thing i i still have trouble getting my mind around like literally we used to have to go buy cds for two or three songs in, in many cases <laughs> and now you'll just get a notification from spotify hey so and so has a new album out <laughs> like, you want to listen to it it's like this is just wild it's completely different than what we grew up so. yeah it is and, and, and i mean i i still buy um occasionally i'll buy songs if it's something i really like yeah. Um, but again, I'm only buying. I'm paying a dollar ninety nine or dollar twenty nine, whatever it is, instead of paying seventeen dollars from the wall or wherever your local place was, Sam Goody, yeah. and so I'm paying a dollar 
instead of 17 and i get the song, one song i wanted because that's a, that's what we always did right you always had the one you, you buy a whole cd and you're like i just want it for this one song and that's it and then, and then you try to listen to the rest of it and you're like yeah i don't really like this this isn't good mm-hmm. no. and then you would go about next the next weekend or uh, not long after that and do the same thing so yeah, yeah. that was that's how it was so um, all right. Again, as we start to wrap up here, guys, I want you to make sure that you go and check out the link tree that's in the show notes. It's a Becoming More podcast. Go ahead and subscribe to that as well. And Brett, as we start to wrap things up, um, I've also got your Instagram linked up in the show notes. Is there anywhere else that we need to uh, to send folks? Uh, you can just go to becomingbrett.com. Okay. Very good. Very good. Well, yes, make sure that uh, that you guys are subscribed to the uh, to the podcast. Make sure that you shoot uh, Brett a message here. Let him know what you thought of everything that we that we talked about. And uh, this was fun, man. I, I'm, I'm glad that we got to, uh, to kind of go back and forth on each other's on each other's pods. And uh, I'm sure we'll do it again sometime, probably fairly soon. Yeah, it was great. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, sounds good. I'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. All right. See ya.